Hello and welcome back to the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. This is post-game of Game 3 against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I think before we even begin, I think everyone owes Carey Price an apology for tonight. Yeah, he did that was brutal. his job. And Stood the team let him head. down. Like, you know, save percentage aside, because, like, it doesn't always tell the, the whole story, even though his save percentage was great today. Yep. Um, you know, there was you know, two or three insane saves that were basically goals. I mean, like, if, if it wasn't Carey Price and net, those would have been in. Yep. So, you know, this could have easily been a 5-1 game. Again. Again. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't for, like, these three saves that are basically going to go, like, into, a, into, the, into his long list of, you know all-star level saves um you know it, it would have been 5-1 but you know 2-1 loss to the Leafs at home um you know again we just cannot get on the scoreboard this it's is just... it but like before we dissect every player everything there's only one thing we're not doing right and it's scoring everything else is fine yeah literally everything if you think about it we kept the Leafs team which is one of the most offensively Number dynamic teams two out of three games to two goals or to, to under two goals. Yeah. You know, they have 10 goals in three games, right? Yeah. So Price ended with a 931. Um, not no, enough. We, it's not, not enough. enough. It needs to be 1,000. But you want to know what? <laughs> like, you look at the first two periods of our play, uh, you know, half of our, uh, over half of our shots came in the third period. Oh, yeah, that was the other thing I definitely want to mention. Don't be fooled by the shot count. Halfway through the third, we had 15 shots. Yeah. Like, what did we end with? 20... 26. 26, yeah, that's insane. Uh, we need to have... 29. Just consistent scoring. Again, we said this in the pregame. The Habs have a bad habit we of playing... We tied them in shots in the end. Yeah, there you go. The Habs have a bad habit of playing less than 60 minutes of hockey. They played four minutes of hockey tonight. Like... It really was a problem. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I don't, like, I, I'm more looking towards tomorrow in in terms of, like, what do we do with these lines? Just because, um, you know, in, in terms of, you know, who actually produced tonight, you know, we have Suzuki, Tatar, and Perry. Um, you know, so that basically, if you look at the actual lineup of tonight, that shows you that n- no line was actually effective because all right. those guys are on different I, lines. I have two lines that I want to see them try tomorrow for sure. I want to see Suzuki, Caulfield, and Tatar. Yeah. I mean, and I yeah, want to see, see um, Anderson playing with Kotkaniemi and Byron. Those are the, the two lines that I want to see, I think. That those two lines as a middle six will be, or maybe even a top six, will be so effective. I want to see Gallagher back with Deno. Yeah. And I, I really like to fully Deno Gallagher. I'd be fine with it. And then our fourth line, just literally the scraps. Like yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I don't know what happened to Lekkinen. Yeah. We never heard back. Yeah. It was a head shot in the middle of the ice that just went missing. Yeah. The the thing is though is, you know, out of all these calls and stuff like that, like I I'm. You know, I lean on the side in the playoffs of, of calling like less stuff. Um, obviously, you know, open ice headshots you got to call, but um, I I just I don't like I care about him. Obviously, I just I don't care about the penalties so much because again, like our special teams are like basically useless. Yeah, that that's the other thing. Like, I don't. We get more, I don't know we, what we get more shots five on five than we do five. We on We get four more shots reason. shorthanded than we do on our power play. Yeah, I don't know what the hell it is. And I, part of it is definitely due to our. Like in our insistence on dump and chasing, 
when every single time it just does not work. Well, this is the thing. We don't have anyone who can actually carry the puck. We don't have that playmaker star that can actually yeah. start the no, rush. No, I mean five on five. Like five yeah, on five, we don't chase. Way, just or... doesn't work. But again, like it's like you said, we also can't carry it in because you look at our power play. Yeah. We try to carry it in every time. We do this cute little Russian doll experiment where we drop it between the legs, and you know these guys are picking up steam, and then. You know, Toronto actually meets us at the blue line. They, they're doing what Calgary did to us, and we just can't get in. Yeah, and the thing that drives me just up a wall with this stuff is that we we rely on certain guys to do certain things. I think we criticized Suzuki a lot so far, and he stepped up today. Tonight, he stepped up. Like, I, I think our, our criticism of him in the first two games was definitely justified. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm just saying, he met, like he, he, met the, he met he the call. Up, yeah. um, but two guys I'm singling out. Uh, that we lean on heavily, Gallagher and Petrie. Yeah. Gallagher needs to get back to the front of the net. If yeah. he's not healthy enough to be in front of the net, he's not playing. Yeah. Because he's not effective along the boards. No. And Petrie needs to learn how to skate and play offense again. Yeah. Because he's not skating, happened. he's not playing defense, he's not shooting, he's not passing. He's basically working his edges along the boards and then flipping in front of the net. Yeah. It's I, he's so ineffective right now. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I you know, the only, you know, D that I'm I'm really noticing are, are effective out there. Um, no, you don't actually know what, like I, I just ran through it in my head. I, I'm pretty happy with our D. You know yes. I mean? P- like Petrie, they haven't had a problem the, the reason why I'm singling out Petrie though, is because he's a big component of our offense and he's just yeah. completely absent. Well, if, if, for those who listen to the, I'm um, not happy with Merrill actually. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm not happy with him, but I'm not displeased. I just, yeah, don't I, just I, I find he's not, um, I'd rather Romanov. I'd rather Romanov. I, I I don't. Wanna, I think we will see Romanov it's, it's next nothing, game. It's nothing really personal with Merrill. It's more of like a. I don't see him. I don't. I don't. I don't feel like he's meshed with the team very well yet. No, and I. I just don't see him kind of like sticking up for the guys or. Anything, yeah, I know what you mean. Bugs me a bit. But. The uh, the thing is though, for those who listen to our uh, pre series um, analysis too, the biggest mover against the uh, the Leafs was Petrie. He was our point leader against the Leafs. The entire season. We relied on him to get a lot of things just going. He's that first guy over the blue line. He makes all the plays. Like, that's his role. And if he's not doing that, he's not... Like, again, we said he's not a poor defenseman. But he's not a a strong player Mm -hmm. in his own zone by any means. And so, again, if he's not scoring, like, he's not doing anything. Shea Weber's looked fine. Yeah, he's looked great. Like, he's, yeah, he gets beat outside by Marner a little, but I haven't seen Marner get a shot on when playing against Weber. Yeah. He scored when playing against Petrie. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, there's no way Gallagher's healthy. There's no chance. chance. There's absolutely no chance. And it's pissing me off because, like, the expectation he set for himself is so high yeah, that I, like it's 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 plummetingly bad right now. Yeah. To fully play better, yeah. Totally I like that better. line to fully K, uh, KK and Gallagher. Yeah, but, I like that line. But Gallagher has to go to the net. That's yeah. why I want to see Kotkaniemi playing with Anderson and Byron because that's a lot of speed on one line yeah. and that's a lot of physicality. The only thing with I think that honestly made that line suffer was like you know. Sadly enough, it was Gallagher. I mean, like, yeah, caught, it was more of like it caught Niemi and and Toffoli played very well together. And Gallagher, you want to know what though? That's where Toffoli was shining early on in the season. Yeah, was third, third line with Niemi and Armia. Armia. I would maybe try that out. I, Gallagher. I think you just got to just stick it with Deno and Tatar and like just yeah. You know. Deno played better, like we yeah. said. 
No, like things like for all intents and purposes, the team played well. Yeah, it's just we cannot generate chances. Like it's, it's just un- it's, it's unbelievable. Insane. And well, like we we went on a six minute stretch where we didn't have a shot. And if you looked at Cole Caulfield tonight, okay. If you had the opportunity to travel forward in time before game one and you saw how he played tonight and the chances he created and then saw, uh, you know, even listen to us and, and not uh, we were saying not to play him game one, you would literally think we're psychotic. Yeah, he should have been in the whole time. We were completely wrong. We were completely wrong. And you know what? The, I, said, I said to you before we even started recording, though, I didn't notice the physicality issue. This no, was a no. violent game. Yeah, I think, to be fair... With how we're uh, with our analysis there, I think this is probably the one team that fl- is going to fly by. Like, I, like Toronto's not a very physical team. Like, it's a physical series, yeah. But they're not a very physical team. Like, if we were playing Winnipeg instead of Toronto, like, there's no way this would work. I guess I just like I. This is exactly how I felt before the Toronto one too, and so I'm just like no, I know, I'm but questioning I, it. That's now. why, like Toronto, we were kind of up in the air. We were yeah. like lean into the vets or use the new guys, but don't do both. Yeah. But I don't think that would work against. It would work against an Edmonton. I just there's certain teams that I just don't think are are going to be very effective with that. But now that he's in, I mean, like you got to lean into it. I mean, you don't yeah. take him out. And but, he, look, he's got really good chemistry with Suzuki. Just yeah. keep them together. They play well. Like they they both play better when they're playing together. Yeah, so and, just and just keep it going. That's the throw future. Throw in anyway. Romanov honestly. and get Romanov in there because it's like we said. Okay, it's like you either play the vets or you lean on the on the on the young guys. And now that you know one of our big vets is out injured, yeah. you got to just lean in the young guys. And yeah, it, it's just it and it and it works clearly because yeah. you know what. It's a good diving play by uh, Bogosian, or was it Justice Hall? Yeah, it was Hall, yeah. Uh, but Justice <laughs> Justin Hall. Um, but you know, Caulfield was that close to tying the game. Yeah. So yeah, and in his first Perry playoff and, game, Perry and Tatar too at the yeah. very end there. So just though, like clearly you have guys who want to be there. I would like to see more urgency overall for more than a minute of the game. Yeah, and see, like again with Tatar, I'm gonna come to his defense here. Okay, like, he had a good game tonight. Like, yeah. The thing was, is, like, when you look at these chances that he didn't capitalize on, okay, the way I see it with how our team is performing is you can't look at that solely negatively. You have to look at that, like, yeah, he was one of the only ones who got chances. Yeah, Like, there's exactly. a reason he's generating chances. No, and, that, and that's what I mean. There's there's two arguments we made there. Is One, does that, like, I, I lean on the side of he should be playing because if he's... One of your top point getters for years and years and years, you're not all of a sudden just because the playoffs hit, not going to play him. I'm just saying that in in counter to that, like yeah, he is one of the only guys getting chances, but then he needs to be the guy that buries it yeah. is the other side of that. Like, you know... But like then we have to also look at like why aren't the other guys getting chances? Oh, I completely agree. Yeah. I just... I, I think that like they should equally be criticized. No, yeah, I know me yeah. too. That's what and I'm it's saying. Just, it's like... There, there's there's the criticism of him, but I find like most people are, are completely ignoring the mm-hmm. fact that for some reason he's the only one getting chances. Yeah, I, I also like, just wanted to say one thing about Romanov. I think the fact that he was in the red sweaters practicing today was for tomorrow, now that I think about it. I think he was getting in with the rotation today in preparation for tomorrow. Yeah, just pull Merrill out, honestly. It's like he's not as enough of a factor. Merrill's completely he's, not... He's not physical enough for me yeah, to notice. Yeah, he's not... He's he's definitely not a liability, and he's a no. good defenseman. He's very good def- defensively. But the thing is, is like we need a spark 
Yeah. And, like, it's just, it's not John And Mayall. Romanov will hit, I mean, look, he was our hit leader. Yeah, he's going to hit hard. He's the hit leader on the team. Yeah, he's going to hit hard, but I'd also just, like, throw the kid on the power play for fuck's yeah, sake. Yeah, let like him go, and point. he's got a good shot. Yeah. He can play, He's he is a two-way guy, like, he has offensive upside. And just, like... Well, I, at this point, I'd put Michael Froelich on our No, but honestly. Honestly. And, yeah. and this is the other thing, too. I've said it time and time again. Sorry but, if you're listening, Mikey. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... I'd want, <laughs> I'd want him out there. He's a goal scorer. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, I... Like, I've said it before. People have heard me say it a couple times. Go out there with no plan at this point. They, <laughs> no, seriously. You put, out, if, you put out five guys that you want on the ice, and you just say... Go play shinny hockey. Like, literally, go play keep away. You're five on four. Keep the puck away from them. Yeah. I would literally have them come in Mighty Ducks flying V at this point before yeah. that fucking drop pass and nonsense. Also, you know, I understand, like, the, the situation Burroughs was kind of thrusted in with, like, the, the, the practice situation in as far as, like, there's not... There hasn't been time to, to yeah. really solidify this thing. But at the same time, like, the least... The, the least I hope is that... You know, I'd be worried if we could go to his condo or house or whatever right now, and we didn't see like his head through the drywall. Well, that's it. <laughs> I mean, he should be. Like, he's got to be very to frustrated. With this. And I, I, I'm not criticizing him as a coach in terms of like he's not coach. What I'm saying is like, either draw up a scenario that has an A, B, and C audible yeah. instead of one play. Or completely throw the playbook out until you get a goal and then go back to it. I think like like genuinely they're like if you're gonna look hockey's not like football set plays break down in a heartbeat because like guys just aren't where they're supposed to be yeah it's too fast but at the very least have a like like a a system in place that just guarantees you a zone entry like yeah, think like, of it it's usually, not even hard you know, the way a lot of these successful teams set it up is like you have a two-touch system like it's yeah. like it, the, you know these plays aren't these intricate you pass it to him then you pass it to him it's like no like we're, we're gonna have this playbook of of you know a, a plethora of, of three touch two touch plays and you know that's what we're gonna use on the power play and it's like you know it's either you know, Petrie, Perry, Caulfield, or, like, Petrie, Perry, Suzuki. I, just like, I also get it done. think that, like, if Petrie comes in full steam, even if it's up the middle, we saw Caulfield do it, and just hits the blue line, he'll get in more often than not. I know. And just sca- and then once you're in, then you can pivot back and everything. Just break that blue line, let everyone come in, and then just go. Like, it's, it's I'm so tired of losing the puck at the blue line, having it flip down the ice again. I know. And I can only imagine Carey Price, yeah. who's, like, begging them to score. I want to transition to the penalty kill now, okay? Because, like, this should be a game that we really, really set our priorities straight on this power on this penalty kill because we had we showed it to ourselves that one way is far more effective than the other. So, like, on our power play, the Leafs meet us with intensity every single time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, <laughs> it's not worked very well. How much, uh, how much of that is due to the Leafs' penalty kill versus us? Hard to say, okay? But what I'm saying is tonight we had proof because we had one penalty kill where we played this, like, Very 1980s conservative box penalty kill where, like, basically we gave the Leafs the entire offensive zone yep. and we collapsed on Carey Price to the point where it was basically like a wall in front of him. Yep. And then we had another penalty kill where we were attacked. It was the Byron penalty kill where we were attacking the puck carrier and... 
one of them they got zero shots and one of them they got six yeah okay so it's like we have to learn from these things because it's i'm going insane here well we've we've been talking about aggressive dynamic penalty killing since the world juniors which means literally like before this season started i remember we've been talking about that like russian penalty kill that we saw where it was literally like you're going to get beat every now and then but just attack whoever has yeah the and look we it, it's obviously a case-by-case basis okay like i wouldn't want to try this against the colorado or something like that where they have like insane puck moving d and nathan mckinnon just skating circles around everybody but against a team like Toronto, where they're clearly just setting Matthews up for a for a cross uh, cross um, uh, cross ice cross ice pass, just ring at through the ringette line, like this is clearly the time to do this. Okay, like they're. But not- I I would even say it it has no like um like there, there is just, no limit I, to it. It's just, I just like mean you're, the de- you're, I just mean the degree of the intensity that you you're willing to pinch. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I just mean like you know with with Colorado I'd be um, I'd be less willing to to make certain um, um, you know pinches from like yes yeah, like you take less risks but yeah. like I I'm saying like it definitely is still gonna work like Matthews hard. isn't gonna burn you know, if you accidentally pinch too hard right you know I mean but I'm just saying I know what you mean like there it, it's kind of a a general continuum of a strategy um, but you know it should apply to every team but you know that's got to change for sure yeah. Um, but you know, like going forward tomorrow, what, like, what do you do? I don't think you could change anything defensively. Like I said, those lines that I want to change offensively, just change them and just tell them like, it's, it's do or die time. You got to tie this series up. You can't go down three, one going back to Toronto. Yeah. And you know, we lost a big opportunity, like with them not having Foligno to Paris, like, come on guys, like Like, let's get it together. Hop on these opportunities, but Anyway, I, I honestly, I don't have much to say. Yeah, we have, because a, we have it's, a pregame show tomorrow. Too, yeah, and so. it's also just, it's the exact same issue we had. So yeah. there's nothing else I can say. It's out. just, you know, four goals in three games. Like, it's just not yeah. going to cut it. Like, it's really just not going to cut it. And, uh, you know, I we have so many, you know, we've been due for a big goal scoring game for like about two months now. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm... You know, I hopefully, you know, this isn't the, um, you know, hopefully we move on from Toronto. We have a lot more hockey, but I'm actually excited to do a post-mortem on this season because, yeah. like, you look at our, our our January and our early February. It's um, a different team. It's, 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 it's insane. Yeah. You know, I, you know, and you know who I'm, I'm kind of missing there? Druin. A little bit. I mean, he could maybe throw a spark in there. I can't believe I'm saying I know. It, it, that's how bad it's getting yeah. offensively. Yeah. So look, we'll we'll have to wait and see, but honestly, I yeah, like there's nothing else. Yeah, I'm just emotional about this right now. We're gonna catch you guys in the pregame show tomorrow, and we're gonna hopefully be a little bit more level headed, come up with some, uh, you know, some reasonable strategy and 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 changes that these guys can make to you know we gotta take that that game tomorrow. I mean, like we can't go down three one. That'll no. that'll basically just seal our fate. Yeah. Um, you know, going back to Toronto down three one, no chance. So tomorrow's do or die. Um, you know, we got to win these home games. Thank you for listening to the Habs Puck Drop podcast. You can email us your thoughts, questions, and suggestions through our email at habspuckdrop at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at habspuckdrop. We'll see you next time.